Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast. I'm Kelly Frew, your podcast host. And for this week's episode, I am super excited. I get to interview my mentee on the Fast Forward 15 program, Catherine Aylin. So for anybody that's unaware of the Fast Forward 15 program, here in the UK, a lady called Faye Sharp set this program up five years ago. And it's the program which empowers, inspires and motivates 15 women a year and they get a mentor for the year to help them look at their dreams, their goals, and really think about what they want for their future. So it's an events and hospitality program, so anyone in the events and hospitality industry can apply, and obviously you have to be a woman as well because it is supporting and empowering women in the events and hospitality industry. So at the moment, I'm a mentor on this program, and I have got my mentee, Catherine, who I've been working with for around 10 months now and we've had a fantastic journey so far. Now I'm not going to tell you all about Catherine's story too much because we're going to do that in the interview but what I will share is that part of the journey that we've been through together on the last year is supporting Catherine to find a new job and setting herself up for success in a new role. So Catherine has got lots of insights around how she searched for the job, her experience that she went through and lots of tips to share with anybody that might be going through the same thing right now. So grab a cuppa and enjoy the episode. So Catherine, welcome. I'm so pleased that I finally got you on my podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, really well, thank you. Good. Now, obviously, I know lots and lots about you, um, and I've covered that in my intro, which is good. But can you, for the listeners, just let everybody know a little bit about you and how you got involved in the events industry, please? Yeah, sure. So um, I've now been in the events industry for around 10 years. Um, It was actually a bit of a weird way how I got in. Like, I think, you know, so when I talk to so many people, they say that they didn't actually plan ever to study events or go into events and you kind of fall into it and that's how you find it's your passion. Um, But so I was at uni and studying sports therapy and I I just realised I was going out a lot (laughs) and I wasn't (laughs) taking too much time to go to lectures or taking it seriously. So, I mean, it was fun. It was amazing. But I realised I needed to start working. Um, I had to find the career I wanted. Um, my sister at the time was planning her wedding and she was getting married in Italy. So um, she was obviously speaking to the wedding planner a lot. There was quite a lot. It was going a bit slower than normal because of the um, language barrier. Um, but so I, I started to help her um, with that. And um, yeah, I think I just found that like I was always that friend who was planning things um, for everybody. And then I absolutely adored planning her wedding with her. Um, It was just brilliant. And I loved all the tiny bits that you had to do. And I think that's when I realized that, oh, actually this is a career, um, wedding planning. That was the idea at first. I wanted to become a wedding planner. Um, I mean, my sister's amazing, but <laughs> I know there are people <laughs> who aren't so amazing. And also, um, I kind of realized that as a bride, would you trust 
you know, like an 18 year old girl who hasn't been married before either. So um, in that sense, I thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. Um, so I just reached out to so many companies around where I lived, um, a really old school way. I emailed everybody <laughs> um, and just went out there, just said, do, do you want anyone on work experience? I'm really looking to get into the industry. If you just need an extra pair of hands, um, I'd love to come on board. Um, I volunteered for a few uh, local charities at some, you know, fates, car boot sales, things like that. And then um, I'd spoken to a very small agency, a wedding planning agency, and yeah, they gave me the opportunity just for two months to come along to all the summer weddings they had, which were so many, and um, just give a helping hand. So yeah, again, it's just kind of fell into it and then went through the work experience way. What a brilliant story. Now, we, you know, we've known each other nearly a year now, and I didn't know that, actually. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I learned something today. Wonderful. But mm. so for me and for everybody else that's listening then, so how, you know, how did you get from being that wedding planner to Virgin Atlantic? Talk to me about that. God, quite a transition. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, sorry, I began the wedding planning, which was amazing. I did the two months there. Um, I then carried on with charity events, um, obviously, wedding season came to a bit of an end for that year um, and then carried on with charity events. Um, I then went into, I was lucky enough to get a role within the Alzheimer's Society, um, just planning a really, really nice role, um, planning the um, patients um, and carers weekly activities. And then it went on to being able to help head office plan their um, annual conference. And that's when I kind of got a taster of the more, more of the corporate world yeah. and the conferences and events. Um, and I kind of thought I had that thought in the back of my mind about you know, is anyone going to trust an 18, 19 year old with their you know, biggest day of their life virtually? So um, I thought, you know what, corporate for now. Um, and I was really happy with that. I always had that image of, funny enough, going into London every single day of the week with my lovely handbag, my nice high heels. <laughs> and I've never actually worked in London until my new job now. So <laughs> quite funny. Um, but yeah, I did. Um, I, I just helped out on that event. And then um, I went into healthcare events. I found an admin role within a um, healthcare conferences um, company. And I kind of made my way into corporate events that way. Um, so yeah, quite an interesting one. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's nice to hear someone's story, isn't it? Because mm. a lot for a lot of events people, they don't know that they want to get into events until they just dabble. And then it's a passion. It's a love. And it, it's something that you go, wow, why have I not thought about this before? So, exactly. so yeah, absolutely. no, you do think so. I think some people think it's a, you know, it's not exactly a career, Like you mm. don't see that when you're younger, you think oh, I can plan parties, I can do this. This is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't see it as that real career. And actually it is yeah very hard. <laughs> it is, definitely is. and talk, talk to me about virgin then because i know how much you loved virgin and um oh. like you've done some great events for them so tell me your favorite event that you did working for virgin oh, it's so easy <laughs> i love literally every event i did uh for virgin was just amazing in its own right uh, my absolutely favorite event was um, the world's first pride flight, which um, Virgin Atlantic, Virgin Holidays, um, flew a plane load of people from London over to New York. And it was incredible. It was for World Pride in New York. And um, oh, it was just, 
I don't know where to start with it. It was just amazing. <laughs> Everything we did, we obviously we had so many activities um, at Heathrow in the clubhouse. We went and um, obviously boarded the plane. We had DJs. We had got to be careful not to cover health and safety. We had, <laughs> we were all seated during turbulence. Um, and yeah. we had some really, <laughs> some really good acts and just entertainment on that flight. And obviously the flight to New York is only. Uh, you know six ish hours six to seven hours so it really was a short time um to get back every bit of entertainment we had there when we were down in new york um we had some hosted breakfast with um, richard branson and the media um it was so so amazing um i think my first meeting with him was the breakfast briefing and um i can't remember if i was last to the table but anyway i ended up sitting next to him oh, wow. and it was just then, you know, you're just kind of like sitting there like, play it cool, that's fine. You know, if he asks you a question, just answer. <laughs> and I was trying my hardest not to like spill anything, but to still eat so normally. And it was just, it was just really cool to realize what I was doing, um, you know, was involved in so many PR promotions, so many, um, it would be in articles, it would be in newspapers, it'd be all across the media. And I had such a big part in that event um we had one of the highest moments I think of my entire career slash don't know if this is sad but my life um <laughs> was when we hosted the world pride party um on the Saturday night so the weekend of world pride and that was in the one world freedom tower um so the event space is one one floor above or one floor below um the urine deck yeah and it was just the most incredible thing, the celebrities, the media, the DJ, the, we had celebrities dances there. Like it was just incredible. And I felt on top of the world, like, wow. yeah, that was the best feeling. And I just thought, you've actually smashed this. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so proud of myself. And you so, really yeah. had, yes. <laughs> Doesn't that all feel a bit alien now though? In oh the current gosh, circumstances. So long, well, well, all those things seem absolutely, even get boarding a plane yes, <laughs> seems exactly. alien right now. Yeah, you'll get back there. We'll get that back there one oh. day. Yeah, before I go on, I'm just going to ask this because I know that the listeners will want to know, what's Richard Branson like then? Just the loveliest person. <laughs> That's the he's, answer we wanted. So, yeah, he's just so down to earth. He wants to be involved. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just so nice. You can see his passion um, when he's there. He, he just loves it. So, yeah. Good. It's Lovely. nice to know these people are nice as well. I know. It, it helps, Definitely. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> So let's come to, on to what we're going to be talking about today. And let, let's start with looking back over 2020 and, yeah. and your journey. So um, a lot happened in 2020, which the listeners don't know about. So can you talk to me about what actually happened for you and how it made you feel and just and just your experience of the year? Yeah, sure. So it's a year that nobody is going to forget, but yeah. we want to forget, <laughs> perhaps for quite a lot. Um, so 2020, um, in come March, obviously COVID had hit. Um, having worked for an airline and in events at that point mm. probably wasn't the best move. Um, sadly, it obviously, you know, actually really did affect the travel industry as a whole, um, the events industry and so many others. Um I was made redundant from that role, um, which was, you know, it was my dream role. Um, I have come, say come to terms, come to learn that, you know, opportunities will be there again. And I had the most incredible time um, in that role. So um, yeah, we'll see for the future. But um, I had actually spent most of the year after that. So um, from the beginning of April, 
um, job hunting. So it's very, very challenging time and um, full of ups and downs. And um, I really don't like the word and I'm not sure why, but um, the industry did pivot. I'm just not sure why I'm not sure, cannot keen on that <laughs> word. <laughs> but the industry did completely pivot. Um, and we were lucky in that sense that we had something to pivot towards. Um, you know, we changed everything to virtual events and very quickly. Yeah. And that just shows, again, how amazing all the people involved in doing that in every single event were. Um, they were able to change everything around so quickly um, and let those events run virtually. So I think we're lucky in that sense that we had something to go to. Yeah. Um, the hard thing was um, any jobs that were coming up originally obviously wanted people with expertise in virtual events. Sure. Now, I'd been in events at that point for, you know, eight, nine years, but actually I'd only ever... Um, had one virtual event which I ran so just because live events were the thing um, so it became it kind of felt really really challenging to think is this the industry that I'm going to be in now and how am I going to get that experience without having a job yeah. um, so it almost felt like I was going right back to the beginning of even though I knew events and I knew how to plan events and run them um, all of a sudden I was back to sort of square one where I was nine ten years ago um, so yeah, mentally that was really tough. Um, yeah. But you did find opportunities, didn't you? You know, you went out there, you did some freelancing, and so you you did look for that work and, and to try and upskill yeah. yourself in that way. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know that's was kind of the state that it had to be in, and not mm-hmm. a negative state. It was just the fact that you know for maybe perhaps the year I had to take away that security blanket of mine and where I want to be in a full time job. And you could do many little jobs. You know, they actually turn out to be larger things actually when you kind of get to it but um yeah it was kind of a year of just uncertainty which was challenging you know it's challenging for so many people yeah um but yeah and how did that if you don't mind me asking how did that affect your you know your own personal well-being your mental health and your sort of home life because all of a sudden everything had changed for you yeah yeah of course so as I say mentally it was extremely challenging um you know no one been faced with anything like that before yeah we'd had things you know uh, the carpet pulled from under our feet on so many things that day-to-day things like used to go to the gym first thing in the morning before Mm. work couldn't do that um extremely social person like most of us are in the industry um couldn't do that couldn't even see friends so that became hard and I felt quite anxious about the thought of when will we be able to do that again and I think um quite a personal level it made me become a bit of an introvert you know I, these zoom calls and quizzes all with your friends I felt a bit anxious about them and I'm not too sure why but yeah I think it was just the full uncertainty of, of everything and um also with the job applications you can see like almost a tally on LinkedIn sometimes of how many applicants there are. And there were thousands going for one job um, in an already highly competitive industry. I'm thinking, wow, it's like double the amount of people now. And hearing that from recruiters themselves as well just made it very real. Um, So yeah, it it really was challenging. It had its, you know, harder moments when you got another rejection email, uh, knowing you could do the job, but yeah you just didn't get it so yeah it, it, it had its moments <laughs> That's for sure. and that and I know for you that was something that you really had to think about that there was probably 200 300 400 people going for this role that you knew you could do standing on your head but mm. you know you perhaps didn't even get an interview and that wasn't because yeah. you weren't capable it was just the sheer amount of people that were going for that job and that's exactly 
that is so tough for people to hear but that's yeah. the state of where we are at the moment isn't it yeah absolutely and so we're coming on to that job recruiting process that you went through and you spent sort of eight nine months going through that on a daily mm -hmm. basis um talk to me about you've, you've already pulled out some of the challenges there that you faced yeah. in that um is there any more other challenges that you can pull out or you know is there any positives that you within that sort of recruitment process that you went through what were the challenges and positives yeah i think um, I, I want to start on a positive because i think this is one of the nicest things that i've found come out of covid um our industry i have found and when speaking to so many others they've said the same thing too just how supportive we are of each other yeah. um you know there's people i have never met people i've never spoken to uh, amongst people that we speak to daily and everyone just wants to support each other they are so caring um, people have made communities on LinkedIn, on Facebook, um, for people who are without a job at the moment, where they will post different jobs they see, um, any freelance contracts, anything like that. And I just think it just goes to show that we are all in this together um, and that everyone just cares about everyone, which is, you know, we're quite a niche in terms of um, the actual job role. You know, we know what it's like to go to bed at 2am with the last drunk, like, send the last drunk person home on yeah. the coach and then have to wake up again at 5am ready for a 6am start so I think we are quite niche in that sense so we understand each other um so yeah the support has just been incredible and in seeing what people are doing and yeah. all the socials and otherwise yeah um that's definitely been positive so definitely and was there anything that you did that you know obviously throughout your career you've had to look for jobs for different reasons mm. obviously obviously you were probably comfortably in a job at that point when you were starting to search but this time you know it was a case of really looking for a job but wanting to stay in events which is what I was really pleased that your journey took you yeah. on you wanted to stay within events was there anything that you did differently on this job search that you hadn't done previously you think oh crikey that was really good so I need to remember that for next time or any tips for any listeners that are listening right now yeah actually to a job actual first point um I did stay in events <laughs> but yes. there was a moment where I thought should I because yeah. you just it was so uncertain of if I have a job even that year even you know 2021 this year in events because what was happening to them um and so I did think to look outside um at one point and I was looking at that sort of uh, PA EA route because I think you know I want I still wanted to stay as close to the industry as I could and that is a job uh, you know about a lot of organizing I thought I can organize people's people's lives if you know I can organize events I can do it for someone um but it was quite frustrating having constant rejection from those job roles but knowing it was just because either you didn't have the specific job title or the specific amount of years which said PA or EA yeah. um so that was that was a real challenge um, but then I thought when after I received those rejections, you know, and that was maybe about one to one and a half months I was looking at those roles. It made me think, why am I trying to look elsewhere? Well, I know exactly what I love. I know exactly yeah. what I want to do in the industry I want to be in. So I think that kind of gave me a kick in the almost it, it was a bit of a negative, but it was yeah. a kick in the right direction to push me back to stay with what you love and what you're passionate about. Um, and again, it was just the communication between different people, people that I hadn't even spoken to before, um, had reached out on LinkedIn, um, following different groups and different um, like social communities. I think that's something I've not done before either. Um, and yeah, being a part, I mean, this year being a part of um, a fast forward mentoring programme, I think 
it's the absolute best time to be a part of it because yeah. that's your own little community on your you know on your phone at the end of another number so yeah I think it was, it was definitely to do with reaching out to people having those chats which I wouldn't have possibly done before yeah exactly and unfortunately I don't really like this word much but um being really visible wasn't it it was about yeah. you know unfortunately being at home right now and trying to find a job you you have got to shout about yourself a little bit haven't yeah. you? you you know you can't just stay in the background you've got to you know sort of not build the personal brand, but be out there, be be assertive, yeah. comment on people's social media and comment and, and try and make those collaborations and connections because otherwise you are in your home on your own and you're not going to get the job otherwise, I think. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It was definitely about just, as you say, shouting about yourself a bit, which, you know, can be really challenging for yeah. a lot of people because you don't want to come across as arrogant. Um, but now is the time to do it. Is that what you've been working on the last however many years? It is. So coming on to the interview process then, because, yeah. you know, eight, nine months living in a remote world, um, applying for jobs remotely and then obviously you had to go through the whole interview process remotely virtually as well how did you find that what was that whole you know how, how what was the whole situation like and and what what did you do to make sure that you created the further good impression online yeah I mean I personally treated it pretty much exactly the same yeah um although it was nice not to have your hair get messed up on the commute and <laughs> walking from the bedroom to the living room um so yeah I am um, I got dressed exactly the same um I put some makeup on um I did my hair because I wanted to get myself in that mindset of that's exactly what I was doing yeah um and I'm very much that person that just needs to keep that routine up if I want to continue so um I did all of that and I, I oddly think I personally found it a little bit easier yeah. than it, it almost wasn't, I don't know if daunting is the right word here, but it almost wasn't as daunting because it almost seemed like just a phone call because yeah. you were just on the line to someone. And by that point, we had done so many Zoom calls with friends and family and whoever knows. <laughs> um, and so I think it, it was that little bit less daunting. Um, you know, even if there was one interviewer or if there were three or four interviewers on different um, screens I think you still look down the camera so you've still got that one point of contact yeah whereas when you're in a room you have you know you have everyone sitting there and you want to talk to each person and you know present to them so I actually found it a little bit easier I think than um interviewing but then again I haven't interviewed for such a long time um, yeah. and also I haven't done that many in a short amount of time yeah. <laughs> so by the last one I think I did just treat it as a chat as well um it, and I think actually, yeah it's great yeah, I, I think it feels a little bit removed, doesn't it? It feels mm -hmm. a little bit unreal because like going in, going for an interview, like you say, getting yourself all dressed, driving in your car, going into a reception and having to say, I'm here for an interview, sitting and yeah. waiting, all of that, that build up and the the whole, you know, that whole scenario around it can be quite daunting, can't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas why, like you say here, it's just like, oh, press press go on zoom it's like doing another zoom quiz with my friends <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so it can feel a little bit removed I think definitely um so you've had some really good news haven't you you know we've just talked about there that um you know you've had that that 
good news that you've got a good a new job which I'm super happy about congratulations (laughs) so tell the listeners a little bit about your new role and the fact that you had to start that new role remotely talk about that yeah sure so um yeah I absolutely adore this job I couldn't be more thankful (laughs) for a job and anyone right now is so lucky to have one so I really am grateful um for the opportunity working five days a week love it (laughs) don't want any time off ever again anytime soon yeah um yeah I just I'm taking it day by day at the moment um there's a lot to learn um and virtually I feel like I'm that person who's now asking so many questions because they're in black and white on a screen say on teams and I feel like before you'd have a just a general chat with the person next to you yeah and they'd know where the folder is that you want to find a PO in or something yeah Whereas now where you have to write the sentence and it's black and white, it's almost a dialogue of all the questions I've ever asked. (laughs) And we could probably build a bit from it to this day. So I just think it has been, it's been very, very exciting. It has been a different way of um, joining a company. Um, And obviously it's been going on a very long time. I know I'm not the first, I know I'm not the last. Um, So even my boss herself, she's, she joined in July. Um, and I think she says she's been in the office like two or three times. So wow. yeah, expect to be going in anytime soon. Um, and actually, I kind of it will be nice to meet them because then you realise, oh, I didn't realise you were that tall, or yeah. <laughs> we wore the same clothes because we're always wearing our like hoodies. Um, so yeah, it will be really nice to have that face to face contact, obviously. But I have found it absolutely fine um, in terms of working from home um, and virtually because in got the last two roles before this um I've always had some time at home anyway to work from home a couple of yeah. days a week so I think in that in terms of that it was quite nice to be able to just continue that routine it was a little bit more um but yeah I'm very much looking forward to having that mix um now yeah and what was the onboarding process like though because like you say you weren't sat next to people that could point you in the right direction and and yeah. you know if you were asked to do things because in corporate companies you are back with a corporate company as an events yeah. manager in a corporate company we know that you have to work with so many different departments don't you and it's like somebody can't just point you in the right direction when you are working yeah. from home <laughs> so how exactly. have you managed all of that and building relationships so suddenly being on screen with say someone from finance and you're suddenly having to build that relationship with them how are you managing all of that actually that's a really good point I might cut myself a little slack (laughs) you can't just point me up to the second floor and yeah there I go um but that I have found challenging personally um Capita who um, I'm now um, an events manager for it's a lot larger than anywhere I've been before so uh, that alone is quite the challenge of finding out um, who to speak to and at what point during the process um however I think one of the main things that I've found that I actually think I'm phoning people more than I ever have before yes Um, and yeah I don't know if you've sort of found that as well but I find that instead of just tapping away and writing a sentence I'm kind of like oh actually I could do a little chat (laughs) so I'm gonna phone you for, for you know for five minutes um whereas before it would be that Skype conversation if someone was upstairs I can't be bothered to walk up the stairs to the next floor. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to type a little Skype to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, actually, I think I'm actually picking up the phone more. And the one thing, regardless of, you know, it's so long ago now that we've been at home. Um, I don't mind makeup anymore day to day on my calls. <laughs> so I'm just, even if I don't want to turn that camera on, 
I still turn it on because that's what you're getting. (laughs) (laughs) And I just think that if you don't have your camera on, how are you going to build those relationships? People can't put faces to names. Yeah. Um, And I still, I I deal with that sometimes, you know, for all different reasons, people might have their camera off. um, Yeah. You might have a kid running around in the background. It might be your Wi-Fi um, capacity. But I just think having the camera on, you can still have as close to a face-to-face conversation as possible that we're so used to. Um, And that's really helped build the relationships. I like that, actually. I really like that thought that um, it's probably thinking about my my life as well at the moment it has probably made me pick the phone up more rather mm. than just going do you know what I'll email someone from yeah. HR and, and ask them that I am picking the phone up because I think we all want that human contact don't we yeah. so craving yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to sit here behind words we want we want that voice we want that connection and putting the camera on and seeing someone in, in the eyes is really good so I'm really pleased how you know you're what you're is it two months in now is it six weeks uh six weeks yeah 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 six weeks in so you know you're finding your feet a little bit you know what are you what are you setting yourself up for in the next few months to carry on making sure that you are going to be successful working virtually in a new role what sort of things are you putting in place um I think the um with the team it's just having those catch-ups and ensuring we are still talking instead of yeah um just getting on with work because it's so easy to fall into that when you're so busy to fall into that I'm just going to sit behind my computer all day um and get on with what I've got to do um and also in the same breath about that is I am not actually very good at taking breaks I think like so many people when you're at home um because you know you don't have to whereas before for lunch you'd have to go down to the restaurant um or pop out to town to grab something to eat um or it's just kind of like a nice to get out if it was sunny whereas now you walk to your kitchen to go and get lunch or you know and you prep for that so I think in terms of trying to remember um to take breaks still um you know even if I just have to walk two laps around the garden three laps around the garden just to do something yeah um just to get some fresh air because that obviously helps um definitely and um yeah to keep in contact to not hide behind my screen um, and just get on with things um especially working with um my events executive being able to have daily calls with her and just check on her workload um check that you know she's got what she needs and just letting everyone know that you're still there even though you're not there in person yes you are just a call or if you do want to type a message just a message away yeah Um, yeah and I think you're right that's so important isn't it because otherwise you could sit here for for a week say and not actually contact anybody yeah and and I'm sure our bosses are all really comfortable that we are doing our work and 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 that's fine that's not the not the point I think the point is that you could we as people could then become quite insular and forget that we are part of a team and and you know it's really important I think that we as when we're working remotely that we do remember that we are part of a bigger team and we we are working together towards something so yeah really 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 good advice there I mean that's really positive you you've started the year so well and um <laughs> you know you get you're going to continue to fly I know so I, don't, I want to continue with that positive thoughts but I'm conscious that we've probably got some listeners here that are in a in a similar position as you were in the summer where you were searching for jobs and yeah. and you were having all of those interviews and you had been made redundant and you were coping with that as well as lockdown and everything else that went on so what advice would you give someone that is in that position right now what would you say to them I think these are the most painful words to hear um but <laughs> it is time and you do need to keep trying just keep on going 
And I hated when people would say that, just kind of think, oh, you're just saying that because you have a job and yeah. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> but it is, it is just time, the right, I do truly believe now that the right thing will come up at the right moment. Um, and there are so many things that are starting to now come in um, where people are wanting to do all the virtual events they can <laughs> until, because, you know, they postponed them or couldn't do them last year. So the roles are slowly, but they are starting to come up. Um, and my main top tip, which actually, Kelly, you gave to me <laughs> and how I got my job, um, was to reach out to people that you admire, um, you know, just through a LinkedIn message, um, which is the way that I, I went about it, but to just, um, you know, say to them that you really admire the company, you really admire their career journey, you really admire whatever it is, um, or a piece of work that they've just posted or, you know, something that the company are going through. Uh, to start that conversation and then just letting them know um, and that's what I did so let them know I'm looking for a role completely understand they might not be looking right now um, but if they get back to you it just again it shows um, I reached out to head of events at um, a few corporate companies that I'm really passionate about and then um, I actually heard back from all of them saying similar things that obviously they weren't recruiting at the moment but to send my CV over to um, the HR department and um, my boss, she actually was super, super kind and had sent a couple of jobs um, before she had the job come up with her and her team. And um, I think I probably applied for them, but obviously that was rejection. And there was a reason for that. And because she was saving the best role for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so she obviously then just reached out and said, I've got this role. Do you fancy interviewing for it? And yeah, then, then I made it. So I just, I really think it's about um, letting, contacting people and again, being social with people and opportunities will arise in the weirdest moments. Yeah. Um, whether you're speaking to people on social, whether you're speaking to them on LinkedIn, you might just, you know, if you're not on LinkedIn on the weekends, you might just happen on a Saturday just to pop on there and something comes up and you reply and, you know, you wouldn't have seen that if you hadn't. So it is, it is about timing and I do which is annoying I know for so you know so many of us having to hear that but just keep doing what you're doing because yeah. it will get you there yeah agree and you might think that you are not making um any headway at the moment at that moment in time when you are getting mm. like those rejections or those people coming back to you to say there's nothing at the moment but all you need is someone to remember you and yeah. like like your boss did she remembered you and you made an impression so that, that's what people just need to remember that you need to be visible you need to just go out there be be kind to people because people notice things online and and make those connections and then you will be remembered when the time is right so i yeah. love that that's a really good 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 closing thought actually i want one more thing for you before we go though <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> yeah one more question around what you know 2020 it's gone hurrah it's gone. um and yeah so talk to me about 2021 i know we're not out of the woods yet but you know what is the one thing you are looking forward to that hopefully will happen for you in 2021 i I, I couldn't even tell you one. I'm going to tell you a list <laughs> because I have a list. <laughs> um, obviously, within the industry, live events cannot wait. I was actually speaking to um, some old colleagues the other day. Cannot wait to have a canapé and a glass of champagne in my hand. Oh my <laughs> waiting, waiting for the waiter to come to you and think, oh, surprise. <laughs> um, so, yeah, absolutely live events. Being social again, going out to restaurants and bars with friends, with colleagues, with anyone, I don't care who it is, I'm going. Mm -hmm. um, meeting people, 
um the gym's opening because yeah. like you that was a huge passion of mine um and yeah just cannot wait to get back into that again and lastly but I think one of my favorites if not the favorite a holiday oh please just traveling <laughs> <laughs> going somewhere other than these four walls and the park down the road so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yes. a list that list could go on and on, and on. I know yeah it's like the reels out we've got to yeah. go <laughs> Oh, fantastic Catherine this has been amazing now I know you've had a bit of a social media detox but is there if anybody yes. does want to reach out to you for any um questions is there any what's the best place to send people well actually I'm back on now so <laughs> perfect timing <laughs> it was a bit delayed I wanted to come back in January but it took me a little bit longer um so no I'm back online now and my Instagram is um, Catherine Aving events um I'm also on LinkedIn um as Catherine Aving um, so yeah, reach out on those. I'd love to chat to anybody. Fantastic. Catherine, thank you so much. No, thank you, Kelly. Take care. I really hope you all enjoyed that. Isn't she just a little gem, hey? A big thank you to Catherine for joining me on today's episode and for sharing her journey so openly. And if you find yourself in a similar position to Catherine did last summer, then, you know, just take some time for yourself here. Don't beat yourself up too much. The right job will come along at the right time. And I truly believe that you have to tackle finding a new job, a bit like a job in itself, really. You've got to project manage it. Um, You've got to stay consistent and stay visible. Make sure that you are connecting with people and collaborating where you can and, and showing people your expertise. And remember, you're not alone. So reach out. If you want to ask me any questions, if I can help in any way, then please do. You'll find all my contact details on my website, storymakerevents.com. And of course, Kelly Frew on all the socials. And speaking of socials, our Events for Breakfast podcast community is growing online. So we're on LinkedIn, we are on Instagram and on Twitter. So please do come follow us. Myself and the team would absolutely love to hear from you. And if you're listening on your favourite podcast provider, then why not subscribe so that each episode drops directly into your podcast list each week. And please do give us that five star rating and some feedback as well. So that's it for this week. Enjoy your weeks, your weekends, whatever you're getting up to. And I will be back next week with more. Take care, everybody. Bye.